Live. We live. Do you want to introduce us this week as? I will. We have Mr. JC Cashman, the Warrior of Light. Uh, we have Mr. As Mirali, no AKA still to follow. Uh, that's going to be my mission for next week. I need yeah. to uh, put on the end yeah. of it. This is the Short Convos podcast. So if you haven't followed us or haven't heard one of these before, uh, we're just two friends discussing all the walks of life. We we normally have a weekly catch up and end up having these conversations anyway. So we just thought we'd start recording and sharing them with people so that people can get in on the conversation. Please like, share, comment and all, all that jazz. All, all that good stuff. Please do. Where are we starting today, dude? How are you, first of all? Pull, pull my shit together this week. I wasn't doing so well last week, I, uh, but this week I pulled my shit together. And I, I think I've done it uh, by uh, looking at perspective of things, getting things into into perspective. I I, I can't uh, what down. And uh, I think last week, as productive as I was being, uh, I think I've been more productive this week by being calmer about it. I don't know if that, that makes any sense. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, well, there's always a difference between productive and busy as well. So I yeah. don't know if maybe you were just doing the right stuff this week. I sat down Did on Monday. particular happened? What gave the perspective? Yeah, well, I sat down Monday. Monday wasn't too bad at the start to the week. Last Monday was really bad, but Monday wasn't too bad. But I sat down and I said, look, I'm meant to be doing this, this and this right now, but I'm not going to do none of it. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to look at my diary. I'm going to uh, itemize my day because I like a little bit of... Uh, time management like that and everything and then it's almost like a, a switch flicks i get it sometimes with training where you, you're not down or anything you're just not feeling the day and then you do some training you feel like yeah i i can take on the world again i'm normal now and uh, so it was like a, a switch here and it's the old cherokee uh, story of the dad uh, granddad talking to the grandson about which fool uh, wolf you feed, isn't it? Uh, the wolf of pity and the wolf of sorrow or the wolf of uh, positivity. So, yeah. Yeah, it's very true and it's very easy to get kind of caught up doing it and not realise. And you have to, like you said, take a step back and maybe sit down and kind of slap yourself out of it and go, no, I'm not going to be that kind of person. Because I think it's so much easier to feed that side then it is yeah. the positive like the positive requires a conscious effort whereas if you just kind of default you will just naturally i think anyway i seem to uh if i'm not conscious of it i'll just feed the negative uh, I yeah have to make a make an effort to I, feed the positive. i've thought about this a lot before actually the dark side and the light side not just because i'm a star wars fan but uh just from that that point of view so i will see here there you go. And uh, <laughs> but also uh, from the point of view that the, the dark side is stronger. It's like everyone is quick to be negative about it, something. Everyone is quick. Uh, it's easy to ponder on the negativity or to just not feel... It, it, like you say, it's almost more natural to happen. Yeah, the positivity yeah. takes effort. Uh, you have to you have to consciously think about it. but that's where I'm at where you at yeah I, I'm I'm similar I, I'm I'm a bit fed up of the subject in terms of like talking about COVID-19 I'm over it 
Like it's because nothing's changing. So it's like, what are we, why are we still talking about it? Uh, unless we're going to do anything to change anything, which at the minute we simply can't, we're doing what we need to be doing. We're locked down. Um, so I'm a little bit bored of people who tell me, you know, I was watching the news and this guy said that and Boris said that and all the rest of it. And I'm like, it's all well and good guys, but it's like until stuff changes, maybe let's just not dwell on it. Let's not focus on it so much. Uh, but I'm, I'm all right. I'm good. But I think, yeah, it's just trying to avoid people just moaning and nagging about it all because you know that it's going to end up pulling you in. You're going to end up feeling the same way. So you have to kind of block that stuff out so that you cannot go down that route. Mm, yeah, very. it would be very easy to, wouldn't it? Uh, I've had a couple of things this week which have been interesting. Uh, one one uh, was, I don't know if you saw my post up and out, of uh, my brother sent me a couple of pictures and he said, oh, who's this look like? And it's of uh, my eldest daughter, Cece. It's of her great-grand, so mind that. And oh. it's like uncanny. Uncanny. Look alike. It's, yeah, it's like amazing. we were looking at it, me and Anne were staring at it for ages, going, Wow, it's like yeah, co- yeah. carbon copy almost. Yeah, the profile, the little ears, uh, the yeah, it, it's amazing. That's like what's that three generations down the the gene, like even though that gene pool is so much more diverse at that stage, uh, like how many, how many great grandparents would have she had? Three or four, four? No, no, great grandparents. Because I've got four grandparents. So never my strong. Yeah, whatever it is. (laughs) Where's James Meekin? He's good on these. Uh, but yes, but she she is distinctly distinctively like like Nan. Uh, but not just like the photos, anyone can see it. But I can look at the photos and I can see my nan moving in those photos. And Cece moves like her. Uh, what is so uncanny that I think, well, yeah, I can't think of a year in it. She must have only been, been young when Nan died. Like I'm talking toddler age. So, you know, it's not like recently, you know, she's been uh, influenced yeah. by her. So, no, no well, maybe it was that age that she was imprinted by her. Uh, but she talks like her as well. Uh, her wit and her humour is the same as my nan's. And mm. it's like my brother and I can be there at Christmas sometimes. It's easy to do something and we just look at each other and it's like, oh my God, it's like having my nan back in the room. It's, uh, yeah, it's Which really nice, right? Yeah, oh, it's and, a lovely and thing. weird. <laughs> yeah, it's a lovely thing. It's just like I saw that this week and it was like, oh yeah, I have to share that. A few people commented actually with their own pictures saying, oh, I just like granddad or just like everything. And uh, yeah, I find that uh, a really uh, amazing thing. So have you had uh, any, <clears throat> go for it, go for it. It's, it's nice to to go for, I mean, I the, that brought me onto a topic of uh, photos, which I know you and your family have always been very big on. And I am just infamously terrible for not taking enough photos. Uh, and I, I guess in some ways it's a good thing because it's like I try to enjoy moments and not worry about getting the perfect picture or putting it uh, up on online and all the rest of it. But it means that sometimes when I want to look back on stuff, I don't have an awful lot to look back on in that sense. Uh, and then I see stuff like that and I'm like, oh, I wish I had more photos of my 
you know, uh, ancestors and great grandparents and and all of that stuff because it's it's beautiful, isn't it? That that whole uh, remembering that you come from something and getting back in touch with that just by looking at a photo is is something quite beautiful, I think. Yeah, I, I didn't realise until recently really how lucky I was. Like I was actually talking to Guy uh, on Tuesday about it, a uh, good friend Guy, and uh, he, he's like, oh yeah, you're, you're lucky because uh, your family took photos back then as well. So like my nan was a keen photographer. Uh, my dad was a keen photographer and this is before you know way 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 before any kind of digital age uh, so they were taking photos and we got like family albums of photos uh, I think a lot of that majority of people don't have just because that was their that hobby their skill and you know my dad's profession for a period of time and yeah, uh, it's one of you got some really beautiful ones from that because you actually get a bit of an artistic eye to some of them as well. It's not yeah. just because we got a bunch of albums or we're talking disposable <coughs> Kodaks. So uh, they're not the prettiest, but uh, you know, there's some great photos and great memories, but it's not quite the same, is it? I'll tag you one uh, that I've got, uh, that I'll post up uh, today. Lauren and I, we oh, during this lockdown, we've managed to get some of our pictures up around our house uh, because uh, we just hadn't got around to that since moving in a couple of years ago, uh, or a year and a half ago. And uh, we're, one of my favourite pictures, actually, uh, we've got uh, that, that we can put up. So I'll, I'll, ta- I'll do a post uh, on the Insta or whatever, and I'll, yeah, I'll do, ta- do. tag you in that. Uh, but yeah, like uh, going off on one on photos, uh, I don't like, I, I've actually got a real pet hate about this with people with phones. I really hate it. Mm. Uh, examples, we went to a thing, uh, it wasn't it was, uh, wasn't the Go, uh, Go Wild. It, at Christmas time, they, uh, you know, Wakehurst or those kind of, Kew Gardens, those type of places. I can't remember the name of the one we went to. I should shout out, it was really good. Uh, we went to it and uh, basically it's a walk around and they light up the trees and, you know, do... Winter Wonderland kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, but not... Not Christmas. It's not Father Christmas and that. You might have some robins and that, but it's, it's nature. It, yeah, really, really lovely. Wakehurst is a really good one. We've done that one for a few years. And uh, like you, you're walking around, and like there's a flow of people. I don't like people anyway, but everyone's got a mobile phone, and it's like I, I'm Constant. so yeah, I'm so tempted to just run and knock them all out of their hands. It's like I, I don't want your screen light in my face is like just take it on and then I walk a corner and then there's a guy with a you know what is an old school now uh, SLR camera with his tripod probably taking a photo and it's like mm. if you want a photo take a, a photo. photo and I've still got an SLR camera like a digital one for that reason so yeah the the phones are great especially with our business of taking quick snaps with the dojo and things like that. But it's like, appreciate the art of photography, not not just, and how many of these photos do people really look at? How well, many do they? It's not photos anymore, is it? it, what, it what it is, is putting up these small clips and snapshots of this life that people want to project out to the world. Uh, like, I remember seeing all these pictures on Instagram from someone, this is back, back in the day, he went on holiday with his missus uh, and he put all these posts up and everything, got back and I said, oh, it looks like you guys had an amazing time. <laughs> he goes, no, we broke up on the first day, uh, but we were out there together. But on the flight over there, they had broken up. 
Um, so they just went there and got on with it and kind of just got through it. But he said it was the most awkward, terrible week of his life. Uh, but you would never have known. It was pictures of them together, pictures of them at dinner, all of this. And the, the perception and what they were putting out there was that they'd had a beautiful holiday. Uh, but the reality underneath it was was not the truth. It's, it's very much changed now what photos are used for uh, and the phone camera. It's that double-edged sword of how easy it is to take them. Is Yeah, you, you, it's good. It's a convenience, but it's also a hindrance because it's almost too easy to upload. It's too easy to take something and put it out there in the world that there's no thought process behind a lot of it. No thought goes into why you're doing it. Yeah, there's no 24, 36 chance it's going to cost you to for the film to get reproduced to do all of that. There's no uh, accountability with photos. Yeah, and there's no process. There's no... You might take the picture and go, oh, you know what? That's a great picture. I'm going to share that with all my friends. But then you've got to wait for it to be developed. And then you've got to get it in your hand. And then however you're going to share it. And by that point, you might think, well, it's an all right picture, but I'm not going to bother sharing it. Whereas when you've got this instant thing that can take it and post it in the same breath, I think a lot of stuff just goes online where if people actually took a second, they'd go, I probably didn't need to go online. But then have you uh, ever looked really into, I've got quite a few follows uh, that I do on, uh, people I follow on Instagram, uh, for instance, because uh, Instagram was really about photography photos originally wasn't it mm. uh, it's yeah. quite a different social media but there's quite a few on there of uh, really good photographers digital age photographers and what they can do with photos with modern uh, enhancements filters and everything else yeah there some of them like there's a particular one i follow of a guy with trees and uh, the way that he can capture uh, the the shape the silhouette the light and art oh, yeah fantastic stuff yeah, I mean, I think uh, real photography, like, you know, DSLR photography is is outstanding. And I do think like the technology that's moved forwards in terms of how they can touch them up and edit them now, uh, it makes for some great images. But like you said, it's just the uh, for every great photo taken, there's a hundred ones of someone's food. Uh, yeah. <laughs> badly lit in their kitchen. Right away. <laughs> And then I was saying about uh, the, uh, we got the photos, didn't we, from uh, the jeans passing on. Any uh, new experiences for you, uh, maybe this whole COVID-19 thing? Because uh, I spoke to someone the other week who said uh, they've learned to cook. Uh, it was one of their things that they wanted to do. And they, you know, they're cooking Chinese, Italian, uh, Turkey, you know, they've learned to cook. They found to cook. Anything for you? Yeah. Well, well, mine has been not photography, but cinematography. So I have, I've always had a good camera. I've always had uh, a DSLR, but I've never really understood manual mode and how to handle exposure and aperture and all of that. Uh, but I've started doing some things uh, and kind of playing with ideas on YouTube and all the rest of it. And I've really got into filmmaking and just the process of, and really what it is, the same with everything, is it's storytelling. And it's just the way that you can tell a story through a camera and through different shots and uh, different pictures. So I've really been enjoying just messing around with cameras these last few weeks, but more from the point of view of using it as a filming tool and um, playing with things like focus and depth of field and all the rest of it. 
Uh, it's it's a real like you could just go right down the rabbit hole with it. So oh, I'm quite yeah. immersed in it because there's such a depth to it. You can do so much, and if you just you're a big film buff, you love a good movie, and you can see you might not appreciate it if you just watch it once, but you watch it a few times and just see how many angles, how many kind of pans of view things can be close up, wide, and the effect it has on you as an audience. Uh, it's just really interesting. So that, that's kind of been my, I said a few weeks ago about trying to do something creative. It doesn't necessarily need to be like a money-making thing. Uh, and that's been what I've been playing with. And I've, I've been, I've been enjoying it. So you said about films, a thought that came to mind the other day is, are we going to have a uh, dry up a, a period of time where we won't have any films? We're going to have a period of time where we're not going to have a lot of stuff, right? There's just going to be this big gap for a, for a, like a good six months of a year for a whole lot of things. And yeah, films as well. A lot of them have been delayed, haven't they? Where yeah. they're meant to be released now and through this time and they've all held them off till next yeah. year. And I imagine the same in terms of filming anything or producing anything. Uh, even animations and getting people in to do voice work, I imagine, isn't isn't moving forward yeah much yeah it'd be interesting yeah. to see wouldn't it because yeah. i we're starting to get into the festival season aren't we and uh i'm seeing that they're posting up stuff uh for people to watch at home like old you know uh, footage they're putting together rather than the actual you know festivals that they can do and then it made me think about films it's like yeah are we gonna suddenly have the cinema just loaded with a load of old films Replays. because they've got yeah, nothing to play. Be interesting. Yeah, or just some very poor quality stuff where things are going to get pushed through very quickly to meet yeah. like unrealistic deadlines. So I think yeah. we might get a period of just some just real garbage <laughs> coming out. Uh, and and again, same with loads of other media. I think something that might benefit from it is things like books. Uh, yes. I imagine now a lot of writers are just stuck inside, able to just write. So maybe literature and things like that will see a boost but yeah it's going to be interesting to see areas of life that go up and those that go down i think uh, puzzles are making a comeback have you done any puzzles <laughs> you know i haven't uh, but i'm well up for it i don't know what what i've held off on maybe i'm just waiting till i'm <laughs> bored enough to do one uh but yeah i see it all the time people are doing like thousand piece puzzles and uh, madness like this i want to get back to lego I know you like a bit of Lego. I've got a a six-foot stack in the other room of Lego. Yeah, I think I want to build some Lego. I want to build something. Yeah, the whole whole world of Star Wars scene, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, But, yeah, the the girls, obviously, uh, Poppy, she loves her her friends and everything, and uh, I just enjoy, yeah, it's like the bonsai. I just find it very therapeutic. Uh, it's uh, and obviously nostalgic to her childhood as well. But yeah, no, Lego's Lego's definitely a good shout. Mm, yeah, these simple activities like the doing because I tidied up my bonsai the other day and just took a good. I think it was a good hour, but I couldn't actually tell you because time kind of disappeared on mm. me. Uh, and it's like a meditation because it just removes you from all the input. And you then go into a very nice, quiet place where all you really care about is this leaf. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, it, it's, I think that's at the minute really important to find whatever it is for you. And I guess it varies from person to person. But that thing that can get you in a flow state and you can just disappear into it for a little while, 
Yeah, yeah, very much. I think we've spoke about Avenue. I think a lot of people uh, that flow state is is that, isn't it? They uh, <laughs> they drink or smoke it into flow. Yeah, that that just seems to be going up and up and up as weeks go on. That only seems to be getting worse. Yeah, I can see because I went to the shops the other day and I saw exactly what you saw. Uh, just very, very, very empty alcohol aisles. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't seem to be getting replenished. No. Not fast no. enough anyway. I mean, when the bars reopen, I think that's going to be really interesting because I think people are going to go a bit bit crazy yeah. at the start. Yeah. And maybe they've got uh, stronger livers now as well. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I hope some people have done some healing. Yeah. <laughs> Those who do like to go out for a drink and maybe haven't bothered now because they're stuck indoors. Hopefully some of them have got to heal up a little. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, I'm sort of leading things, but I, I'm I'm good with my ideas and that to chat as. So you call you're bad, you're if good, I, you can take take the lead, <laughs> and I'll, I'll throw something in towards the end. But you you keep going. Routines, routines. Any old or new routines that you've uh, outed, you stuck to, or you're doing, or new? Uh, I have switched up my diet a little bit recently uh, because I found that I have a bit, or I've got into a bit of a habit that if I start my day with things like bread, then I just kind of have a free-for-all on stuff like that throughout the day, like carbs, bread, pasta, rice. Once I start eating them, I'm just like, uh, I throw caution to the wind. I just eat them. Uh, it's not that I put on loads of weight or anything. Are you still troubled by it, or, or is that the lactose, uh, whatever it is that you do? Uh, lactose uh, was like the original issue. That I don't have a problem now digesting anything. It's The only reason I've changed it is I can I can sometimes just go a day eating it and not eating an awful lot of anything else worth eating. And I was getting a bit irritated at myself because it's like I'd somehow in my mind justify just eating some bread or just eating some pasta and that's fine that's a meal because it was filling me up not because it was really providing any nutrients so I've swapped the rule now that I don't eat any carbs till about six o'clock in the evening because okay. it just forces me in the day to then eat bloody fruit and vegetables and meat otherwise you wouldn't I, well I just eat a lot less of it I just know that I it just wouldn't be prioritized whereas I try to just make a hard fast rule now uh, and I stick to it. And that's changed a lot of things because I don't really have the energy with the carbs in the morning, but I've got the energy of, you know, it's a new day and all the rest of it. And then as I start to waver towards the end, then I eat some and it lets me go kind of have a second sprint through the day. So that's been like a change of routine for me. You? Uh, I don't know why I wrote it down, actually, because uh, not really, no. I think maybe I wrote it down because uh, it's when I'm not doing my routine that I notice problems. Uh, I suppose the only negative thing I've noticed uh, is I'm getting up, I'm waking up in the morning, I'm going to my iPad, and which I use as my alarm, and I'm, I'm scrolling a bit too much. I'm, I'm looking at the news, I'm looking at Facebook, I'm looking at Instagram, which I never used to. Uh, so I, I'm cutting that out now. And I'll, I was doing it a bit too much at night uh, as well. So I'm sticking to a good rule unless I'm posting something that is business or work related uh, with a direction. I don't I don't go on Facebook or Instagram during the day. I have that as a good a good rule 
uh, now. Between the hours of 10 and 10, if it's before 10 or after 10, then I'll, I'll have a little scroll and, you know, see what, you know, what people are moaning about and whatever. But uh, yeah. otherwise, so that's a good routine, I'd say, too. And uh, just trying to make sure there's time each day for that sort of, or each week, shall we say, each day is a bit harder, but each week for that sort of uh, flow time. So uh, bonsais, my camper, uh, and then every night I do sit down with my green tea and enjoy enjoy that. Uh, I, yeah, I think. Go on, go on. No, 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 go. Uh, I think at the moment you have to. You know, we were talking last week about talking to yourself. Mm. I think it's so important at the minute to interrupt yourself a lot. Because like stuff like that, I've had it where I'm like, what are we talking about? Exactly. <laughs> I'm scrolling through something like Instagram, and then I have to talk to myself and go, "As is this yeah. useful right now? Like, is this what you need to be doing? Put it stop. Go do whatever it is X, Y, and Z." Uh, because I guess where there's just no actual time deadlines at the minute, I don't have anywhere to be. It's very easy to just burn away a few hours doing an awful mm. lot of nothing. Uh, and you have to kind of talk to yourself because no one else is going to talk to you right now. You don't have, you know, meetings and other people who are, you've got them, but they're not, it's not the same now. So I think we're holding yourself accountable and interrupting yourself when you notice stuff like that is really important because otherwise it's just a slippery slope and you just, you just burn away the days now. I recall my brother years ago. It's a it's a funny thing, uh, a Cashman thing that uh, people are familiar. We we like our sleep. Cashmans like to sleep, and I can remember years and years ago talking to my brother about it because he, you know, he quite happily like sleep and lay in, and because he could just enjoy laying in, not because we're lazy, just. I don't know, really. I just like lying there. It's nice. <laughs> uh, but he says he gets to points where he feels guilty about it. Uh, and uh, I suppose that's what we get. Do you get find that? Do you feel if you spend, you know, 45 minutes just scrolling through shit that you feel guilty that you did it? Or is it a bit different for you? I guess it's when you know you don't need it. Like, I guess it's the same for your brother. He knows he's had enough sleep. He would just enjoy to lay there and have a bit more. But he knows physiologically he's had enough. He can get up if he needed to. And it's, I, yeah, I do feel it with some things. There's, there's certain things, you know, I enjoy to do it. Like um, I still from time to time play a bit of PlayStation. It's not a lot anymore. I don't have time for it anymore. But every now and then I do. But I almost now don't enjoy it because I feel guilty almost from start to finish where I'm like, is this the best use of my time? And then you get into that whole conversation. Well, does everything always have to be the best yeah. use of your time? Do I always have to be this productivity machine that's getting things done? Can't I just chill out and switch it off for a minute? But, uh, you know, we, we've spoke about that a lot before about going on holiday. And the first few days is like just having to flick the switch off before you can actually then relax and enjoy <laughs> relax and enjoy it i don't know if you know people who watch this can kind relate. of sympathize with that yeah relate with it well you funny said about the playstation that was one thing uh cc again my eldest uh she's uh she likes gaming she doesn't she's uh Probably this year she's not played it until this lockdown. Uh, but I, I didn't yeah, even I, know you guys had one to be honest. Yeah, yeah, she's got a PS4. Uh, okay. I used to love the games back in there. Absolutely loved the games. Uh, but uh, like I, 
can't remember who it was her or even Lauren said, oh, what about getting a PlayStation game just at the start of all of this? Because it's like, let's do something that maybe wouldn't be able to do. And uh, I think it was um, brother-in-law recommended Red Dead Redemption. It's yeah. like, because I, I love the Grand Theft Auto series. I grew up with eyes and it's the same makers as eyes. And it's, have you played it uh, yeah. on the R2? It's like, it, yeah. It, it's surreal. I, I can see why the budgets for these things are so so immense now. But it's like it's based on the Wild West, and like it, it, everything, basically anything and everything. We're we're riding past someone the other day that his horse just kicked him in the head and killed him. And it's like <laughs> do what? And then you know you, you do your bank robberies and all that kind of thing, but you can just sort of go around and there's bison, there's you know there's mountains in the far distance that you can go up. It's like crazy. And then yesterday we're riding along and in the woods there's a Ku Klux clan. And it's like, oh we're gonna get on the hill and like we picked them all off. We sorted them out. But it's like the immersiveness of it is insane. And uh, I haven't played games for a long time purely because uh, I don't think it's it, it is good use of your time as a grown up, if I'm really mm. honest. And yeah, yeah. Uh, I know of a few kids uh, at the club, like one kid I can remember. He came in one day, and said, "Oh, this is going to be my last last lesson." I was like, "Why were you know?" So I think, "All right, you're moving or what?" And he's like, "No, my dad can't be asked to come out the house, bring me to karate anymore. He just wants to play his games." And it's like, man, how wrong wow. is that? You know, the, this online thing. Uh, like, we don't do the online stuff. We did say about have a look at it this weekend. But what I'm finding really good is uh, it's bonding time between Cece and I. Uh, yeah. She enjoys it. And a lot of our time is spent with the martial arts. It's spent quite intense training and those kind of things. And it's really important as a parent, I've found, especially as they get older as well, is to have some connection with them that isn't your own, own. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It, it's not like her schoolwork. It's not like me, my job teaching. It's just something that we can just enjoy together. So I know the controls, but I don't actually play it. It's that good a game. It's like watching a film. I just sit the there film. and watch it. And then yeah. she panics. Like we got eaten by a bear the other day. And she's like, ah! and it's like, no, no, get the higher ground, get the higher ground. And, and like, having been a gamer, I understand how, you know, to better strategize as a gamer and that and it's like yeah but uh, so i suppose that's a new thing that that i've uh, we've had, had a bit of uh, rdr as well uh, yeah. so. there, there's now the whole the next thing is kind of vr and putting the headsets on so i think we're a few steps away from you know being really in the matrix uh with that stuff and i guess for a lot of people it's a real problem because like you said it's so immersive and then when you add the online element, it's actually how a lot of people socialize. They don't go out the house, they don't meet people, but they talk to people online and they meet in these interactive worlds. And that's the way that they, they socialize. That's their social interaction. And then you meet them in real life and they can't make eye contact with you because they just don't know how to look, look at a human being anymore. <laughs> they, just, uh, they only know how to talk to a screen. 
there was this documentary. It's a few years ago now, uh, where I was uh, I was watching it. It was it wasn't on computer games. It was about it was based in China or Japan, probably China, uh, and it was a guy looking into AI, the artificial intent intelligence and like you went to see this one guy who's developing this uh computer that can read emotions so like if you smiled at it it would smile back at you uh it was like a a animatronic face uh it didn't have like a full skin or anything it was clearly like a, a robot and if you smiled it had smiled if you went boo it would like do that and it was like Reacting, reacting with you and he wow. developed that and uh, the host of it I can't remember who it was turned to him and said you know you know the films like Terminator and you know uh, Matrix and that uh, don't you worry slightly with your technology that you might be uh, moving us towards something real that could happen and machines take over and he looks at him in the face and he goes yeah it's going to happen <laughs> and the, the guy at the commentator just looks at the screen and it's like yeah crazy but on that there was a he went to this room of gamers and uh, he said these guys I can't remember what game it was, it was you know it's way before Fortnite or anything like that and uh, there was probably rows of six guys at these old school PCs like typing away and he said this is just these guys they just game you know they they make money from doing gaming this is that full-time 24-7 occupation he said look over there they just get pizzas delivered they basically shit eat sleep in this room and play games and he said this one's the main dude he goes over to him he's only a young guy and he's the this Chinese guy's playing away and he's crying, but not just like a tear. His whole face is drenched in tears. And he said what he's learned to do is he's played it so immersive, he doesn't blink anymore. Uh, so his eyes stay literally permanently open playing a game. It's like, yeah, I don't know how much mutated far fetched other this was but it was on the screen it was there it's like whoa crazy crazy yeah that the what going back to what you touched on there about the uh, ai taking over there was a great interview with um elon musk who's the the tesla dude uh, he does a lot of work as well in artificial intelligence i think he's very curious about it and they asked him you know what do you think about that whole issue of you know the terminator situation and he goes, it's a very likely situation. He goes, the way I'll kind of relate it to something you can understand is seatbelts in cars. So we made the technology for cars long before we made the technology for the protection to go in cars. And it took loads and loads of people dying before we made it a necessity that you needed to wear this belt to protect yourself in the car. He says, the difference is with AI is when it starts killing people, it's going to do it at such a quick rate that there's no way we're going to be able to get the seatbelt ready in time. <laughs> It'll just be wipeout. Because that's the difference. Is you know, cars, a couple of hundred people had to die for us to realize we need seatbelts. Uh, for this, 7.9 billion. <laughs> Everybody's going down. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> well, maybe this is the start of it. Uh, I put a hat on on purpose today to remind me about this one, actually. Uh, and uh, it's something I've thought about this last week is uh, the way one wears many different hats. What does that that? Oh, very good. To you? <laughs> I've always hated that phrase, 
And I, I think, I guess it's just because I don't wear hats. Okay. Uh, so, well, I, I like a hat. Like I wear a hat. Yeah. I, I yeah. Oh, I, I should have worn the. I should have worn the 49ers hat because that's the one you got me. I should have worn that. I'll wear that next time. I'm going to start wearing a hat. I want a white one next time. Wear a hat. Yeah, but I know what you mean. And I think when you, for those people out there who are running their own business, you wear a load of hats just from that before you then get to the rest of your life. But, you know, you can switch from having the accountant hat on to the marketing hat on to the salesman hat. And you've got all of those. And then whatever else in the, the rest of your life so yeah i i i'm i'm well aware of it and having to switch between the different guys and i think as i've got a bit older i'm trying to wear less hats i'm okay. trying to i'm trying to condense it down to what what i need to do and what i want to put my energy into rather than everything i feel i need to cover like we were what was it the other week spinning loads of plates because you're going to always spin loads of plates but i think it's choosing which ones you want to focus on and which things you can delegate out to other people who maybe wear the hat a bit better than you do letting go of control i think is what i'm trying to get out with it yeah you think about this where did this come from oh i think i suppose following on from what you said there there's a little bit of a flip side to it because yes i i'll agree that i would say there's certain roles that i i've learned not to have to do especially in business so like recently in particular i've tried to delegate for instance marketing uh, or administration because a there's someone better than me at it so I don't have to control it. So yeah, I need to be the one that talks about my business, but I'm not necessarily the one best at selling my business uh, because there's someone better in tune uh, tune with that. And then administration, yes, I can do all the administration, but my time is better spent on other things that I'm good at and people I can pay to do the administration and that value because I get more administration done will be greater than what I pay them kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that, that definitely, uh, but I suppose it came up because I'm not getting, I'm at, I actually like wearing my hats and I've got quite a few different hats. So I suppose it's a, a bit of a psychological thing that I'll wear a different hat, different things as you do, like style wise. Uh, but I'm actually missing wearing all those different hats at the moment. I think I'm a little bit of addicted to it in some ways. Uh, like for instance, when I, I'm got more involved with uh, assisting and running tournaments recently, and when I wear a hat for a tournament, it's a very different hat to what you'll see me wearing uh, when I'm with my kids, for instance, or uh, at the dojo, or yeah. Uh, I think I, I'm just missing those, those alternate selves that this uh, sort of shutdown has sort of put to one side for a moment. Well, yeah, that's what I think when I said I don't really like the term hats, because I think it's a lot more than that. I think you actually have to change character for, for a oh, lot of things. Like, yeah, yeah, maybe a mask is a better word, but it's, a, it's not that you're being fake or it's a, no. like it's a persona, but it's a part of who you are and it's this very kind of concentrated and intense version of a certain element of your character that comes out in that situation, whether it be like you said, teaching or running an event or whatever it be. And yeah, I guess at the moment we're kind of all wearing 
one or two hats because we're just there's not really the opportunity to go out there and put the other ones on uh, or masks or outfits or whatever you want to mm. call it so that i guess oh. that's where people are saying it gets a bit monotonous and they feel like everything's just going around in circles because it doesn't get broken up by these special events where you get to get to behave a little different and socialize with a different group of people Talking about hats in that sense, do you think most people, because we've spoken about most people, uh, most people wear many hats or do you think majority of people go through life pretty much with the same old hat on, mask, suit? Yeah, well, I have always known and I, I can't remember who said it or where I picked it up from, that people move away from pain and towards pleasure. And that's like the, the natural order of things for people so Doesn't i make think sense. <laughs> if people yeah if people have it in them they will try to wear as few hats as possible do as little as possible and I, this isn't me just saying that everyone's a lazy bastard but i think i think for a lot of people lazy bastards they just want to get in their little box of life how they like life to be and just live in that and never step out of it never be made uncomfortable, never be put in a situation where they're going to be questioned or confronted or challenged or anything like that. They just want a peaceful life. And you can see it because when a, when something comes up in their life that does shift the status quo, they get very agitated. They get very upset and very quickly emotional about it because they just have no concept of having to kind of adjust to a certain situation. Yeah, I think uh, also what I thought about the hats the other day was uh, dealing with uh, a parenting situation. Uh, like, for instance, uh, Cece, uh, she, she's a really, really good girl. Like, I couldn't be more proud of her as a, as a daughter. Uh, but we all have our moments. And uh, she hadn't uh, done a piece of work. Uh, like homeschooling but we've kind of left her to it because we know that she will do so you know she she's in top set she's an a a star she she does well and uh there was one day where she was like oh, i don't want to do this uh zoom meet with the school it wasn't zoom meet but one of those to work with the school and we're like well you're doing it because you've got to we're you know we're not accepting that you want to sit in your room and not not do it today, it's what the teacher's putting on. And then it transpires she hadn't read the poem that she was meant to read that they were then going to do in a lesson, in short. And uh, she got a bit upset about it and everything else, which is, you know, it's not characterised with her. This doesn't usually happen. And it's like, well, you know, you because of this, you're not going to have your phone until you've learned the poem to then blah, 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 blah. And then off and one. And then later on, uh, when we're back home, it's calm, she'd done it all and blah, blah, and everything else. It's like I turn to her and I say, look, you have to realise in those moments when I get, like I had to raise my voice and everything else, I, uh, I'm not your mate, I'm not your friend. Uh, I'm, I'm your dad and I have to say the right thing. And then in that moment, she smiles and nods and she she gets and understands. Uh, but I don't think there's a lot of people out there that are brave enough as parents or bosses or different, you know, so I think parents is probably the best example. And you can relate not being a parent, but being an instructor and mixing with lots of parents. So in a sense, you are a, a, a parent of, uh, of kids some kind of respect that way and uh yeah she she uh, relates to that and uh, understands so yeah i don't know i think a lot of people aren't strong enough in that 
that scenario. Yeah, I, th- I think the word you used, bravery, was spot on. Uh, people really do lack the bravery to to be who they need to be when they need to be it. And there are those kind of defining moments. Uh, and I guess it's just especially true as a parent because your child, although is their own person, they're going to be a reflection of you as a parent. Uh, that's just the way it is. If you if you raise them right, they're going to they're going to be good kids more often than not. That's just the way the system works, isn't it? So I think you you not only do you owe it to them, which you do because they're your responsibility. You brought them into this world. You you owe it to them to make sure that they know how to function in this world. Uh, but I think you also owe it to yourself because it's like they're they're part of you. So they, they you have to. You have to take those moments where, yeah, you have to be a bit stricter, you have to be a bit mean, or you, you have to do maybe the what some people might see as the wrong thing because you know it's what's right in the long term. Yeah, I think it almost goes full circle with what we're saying at the start. It's far easier to turn around and go, oh, yeah, just go on the iPad or, okay, don't bother or those kind of things because then you don't get that that confrontation you don't get that lock-in where especially if they're you know a teenager and all full of emotion and everything else it's, it's actually just easier not to not to deal with it but uh, you you put no uh, rod against your back because you, you're stuck there and aren't you it gets worse because of it yeah and you also you build the habit of being the kind of person that avoids those situations and then it spreads out into other walks of life i think being in the habit of being comfortable in the uncomfortable situation and having the uncomfortable conversation is important because I think that's where all the growth and all the magic happens in every area of life. If you always just go, "Mm, it's not worth it, I'll leave it this time, you're actually just reinforcing a habit in yourself that you're the kind of person who leaves it this time, next time, time after, and it just, things don't get done, you become one of them. Wrapping things up because I've got to shoot in a minute, as uh, we were saying, uh, our theme tune is uh, always look on the good side of life uh, from the Monty Python. Uh, but I thought uh, good vibrations is a, a good one because what I found after our chats, uh, what, what I know uh, after our chats, like for all the years we've been chatting now, and uh, I call you to chat. Uh, for this reason is um, last week made me think of it to bring it up this week at the end is you come away just with a good vibration uh, I know that uh, makes sense to you uh, how, how would you sort of sum that up to someone that might have not heard that like Einstein's uh, quote isn't it that gets shared about a bit we're all just a vibration it's what vibration you focus on uh, yeah. how would you sum that up for our listeners I guess if you want to make it so that everyone can understand it who aren't as trippy and hippie as we are sometimes, I guess it's like two people singing a harmony and your, your notes are kind of in sync rather than being atonal and hurting your ears. And it's just finding people who, who sing on your vibrations that when you hear it, you go, that's a nice sound. I like that sound. Uh, I want to hear more of those sounds. I think, yeah, it's, it's finding people just on your wavelength and it's it's feeding what we, again, back to the start, we said about the two wolves, uh, it's feeding the right one, isn't it? And it's just yeah. feeding the positive energy 
and surrounding yourself with other people who feel the same way about the world because that way it just it snowballs you just you just grow and you develop this nice light uh, that we like to call it and this positive energy and then you spread that onto other people and it just ripples out across the pond yeah definitely and on that i'm gonna go play rdr2 until 2 a.m now <laughs> thanks for listening guys subscribe by the way if you're on youtube the button at the bottom hit subscribe like it comment it helps us spread the word and uh, get more people listening yeah good vibrations everyone good vibrations see you later guys